You're listening to The Omni Show, where we connect with the amazing communities surrounding The Omni Group's award-winning products. My name's Andrew J. Mason, and today we learn how Brian Rosevear uses OmniFocus. Well, welcome everybody to this episode of The Omni Show. My name's Andrew J. Mason, and today we have Brian Rosevear. He's an ATO manager at SimAero. He's also an airline pilot and instructor out of Johannesburg, South Africa, as well as the host of the Brian Air podcast. Brian, thank you so much for joining us today. Andrew, thanks so much, man. It's an absolute uh, pleasure and privilege to be here. Now, Brian, I know we just gave a quick little two-sentence introduction there, but do you mind diving and digging a little bit deeper into your life? I mean, there's a lot to digest there. Uh, who are you? Where do you find yourself? And what do you do day to day? Sure, Andrew. Yeah, by trade, I'm an airline pilot. I've been involved in the airline industry for the past uh, 22 years or so. I've flown for various airlines in, in South Africa, where I was born and raised. In uh, 2016, I started working for an aviation training organization called uh, SimAero. SimAero at that stage was a relatively small full-flight simulator housing and maintenance company. So I was working two jobs, uh, and the day job was uh, flying passengers around. And then in my spare time, I was at SimAero, either doing pilot instruction or various other jobs uh, within the organization. I started to notice that the knowledge gained in the flight deck over the years actually held a bit of value outside the flight deck. And I started trying one or two little things. And the one area I did go into was the online training side of things. I started a small company called eAerospace and the little training program that I developed is still actually being used by the SimAero group today here in Joburg. So it was a, a nice sort of mini personal success story, but also did quite well financially at the time. When COVID came along, everything, as you know, in the airline industry changed. A lot of pilots had to go and look for jobs elsewhere, use their transferable skills in other industries. And um, I sort of looked at it a little bit different. I saw it as an opportunity to shift out the flight deck. I had, like I said, 22 years or so in the industry, but there was always this little niggling thing in the back of my head saying, maybe I should be doing something else. And it wasn't that I didn't enjoy flying. I absolutely love flying. But it's one of those jobs that takes a lot of time, is a lot of time away from your family, away from your home base. And um, it wasn't something that I saw myself doing when I was 60 years old. So I needed something else. And uh, when COVID came along and all this uh, chaos was going on around the world, I decided, no, let me go and uh, settle in another direction. So I kept developing the online training programs, and I got myself into a very nice position inside the SimAero group. I ended up as the uh, ATO, which is the training organization manager for our facility here in Johannesburg. And um, that's where I am today. So I'm very happy to still be in the aviation industry, although not in the flight deck. I still get to do instruction and a little bit more involved on the commercial side of aviation now. Samero as a group has grown substantially since when I started in 2016. They've got two bases in France and another one going up shortly. There's a base in India and a lot of interest in China as well. So a nice big global company, a company that's really looked after me and it's enabled me to grow as a 
person and as a professional. So very grateful for where I am today inside the Samero Group. And that's so cool. I know the tendency for a lot of us is to want to connect the dots in our careers very logically and into forming some sort of overall story arc. Uh, it sounds like that's actually happening very naturally for you. So that's amazing to get to hear that play out. Talk to me about any memory you have of the Omni Group when you first came across it. Was it a specific software or was it the group as a whole? I'd love to hear your first interaction with them. Yeah, it was pretty clear to me, actually. Um, strangely enough, when you're an airline pilot, your life is pretty much looked after by the part of the company that creates your roster because your roster determines everything. You get told when you're flying, what time you're flying, how many hours a month you're flying. And then you can work your life out around that roster. I started to find when I moved out the flight deck that it was a little bit more difficult to actually plan my life. And the corporate environment was also quite different to the flight deck environment, where the flight deck environment, you're always trying to maintain the highest levels of safety, but everything is based on following a procedure and making sure that you're a safe pilot, which is, of course, what you should be doing. When you enter, of course, a, a bit more corporate, then you actually now are sort of competing against yourself every day. You've got to make sure you're better than you were because if you don't perform, then there's someone else to come and take that position. You're not just trying to maintain high levels of safety. You need to be productive. And I realized that entering into that environment a bit later in my career than what some of the others were, I needed to have an advantage. And I took a bit of an interest in productivity in general, you know, looking at all the YouTube videos and that that are out there. There's so much information that can be learned. But one of my favorite podcasts, Modern Wisdom podcast, Chris Williamson, the host, uh, they have an episode uh, once a month or so was a life hacks episode. And one of the, of the life hacks was uh, OmniFocus. And when they were talking about it and uh, chatting about what they use it for, the penny just dropped. And I thought that is exactly what I need. And um, after that podcast finished, I downloaded it, I paid for it, and I've used it every day since. So that was about 2018. So yeah, very, very clear and vivid memory. My gosh, that's awesome. And where does OmniFocus sit in your current workflow and how big of a slice is it? Do you have other software that kind of pumps input into it and export data out of OmniFocus? Where does it sit in your overall system and what sorts of things do you use it for? Yeah, sure. I use OmniFocus every day, but I don't look at it every day. I try and limit myself to once, maybe twice a week. Uh, more often than not, it's on a Sunday. And my workflow is pretty straightforward. I use Spark email, and I've got a keyboard shortcut. If I see an email that I need to read, but I don't quite have the time to do it now, then I keyboard shortcut it to my OmniFocus inbox, and I leave it there. I don't go and look at it. On a Sunday, I go through my OmniFocus and I start trying to you know, sort those emails out, either read them and discard them, or if they're things that require a few more steps, then I either turn it into a project or I add it to an existing project. So it's pretty straightforward. My sort of getting things done Sunday is my fantastical calendar app opened with uh, OmniFocus and with my Spark email. And um, that's what I've been doing for the last year and a half or so. I've tried one or two other ways, but I always end up coming back to the same sort of workflow. So it's pretty straightforward. It's not overly complicated. But the big thing for me 
And also with having the podcast that I didn't mention there earlier on, the podcast plays such a big role in my life from a self-development point of view, because I think our listeners or one of the aspects that we talk about every week is a little advisory segment where we like to throw something out there that's either motivational or productivity, whatever it is. And as you know, Andrew, if you don't know something well, it's actually quite hard to talk about. You think you know it well until you start trying to talk about it. And from a workflow point of view, if I get an idea, I might be, as an example, sitting now at work or about to go into the simulator to do a bit of training and an idea pops up for the podcast later in the week. If I don't get that idea into my OmniFocus, I know that that idea is gone. So i am become quite diligent with making sure if something comes up and I think, right, I can't quite get to that now, I just put it into my OmniFocus. So workflow is pretty simple, but the inbox section of the app is highly useful for just collecting my thoughts and ideas, either for work, the podcast, or of course, personal life. That's hilarious, Brian. Actually, you've just described my exact setup uh, from Spark into OmniFocus and then uh, not the timing, you know, not the weekly timing, but I think sometimes we conflate complexity with usefulness and, and the more complex a setup is, then therefore the more useful it must be to me. And that's not always the case. Correct. I'd love to get your advice on what's a good first go-to set of steps or tips for somebody that knows they need to do something. They're keeping it all in their head, like you mentioned about the flight simulator, where it's like, I'll remember it later. What advice do you have for somebody who's just starting out to say, like, I need to do more than what I'm doing now, which might even be nothing, but what should I do next? Yeah, something that I didn't realize at the time, I got into sort of productivity because very obviously I wanted to be more productive. I wanted to stand out at work. I wanted to succeed. But what I didn't realize, and you know, something that's far more important, I didn't realize how much of an impact having all these projects and things to do in my head, how much of a negative effect that had on me emotionally. I only realized at the time by getting the thoughts and ideas into a program where I can look at and sort out in my own time, the reduction in my anxiety levels overall was quite profound. And I think that's why it's become such a major part of my life because it, of course, helps me from a productivity point of view, but just from an emotional stability point of view, it's helped me significantly. So what I would say to someone looking at starting is, you know, you don't even have to look at it like a project management tool. Just look at it as a place to store your thoughts and ideas. And then from there, think about, right, what's the next step I can take? What's that saying? You don't need to see the whole staircase, just take the first step. And that's how I see OmniFocus. It's just get it in there and then in your own time, go and work out, is that a project? Can I sort that out in the next five minutes? Is this something that's going to take a bit longer? And I think you'll be pleasantly surprised the impact it has on you from a stress point of view of just getting those thoughts and ideas or those those little niggly emails that you know you should have got to that you haven't got to, but it's almost too late to get to now. Just get it in there and then you can figure it out in your own time. That's hugely useful. Gosh, that's so true. It makes me think of Dave Allen's quote about uh, the last thing a fish notices is water and how we can be in the midst of all this. And you don't realize the pressure that you were feeling until it's removed from your uh, environment. I'd love to, this is just kind of a whim thing, but would love to know 
what role do checklists play in your life? You know, I, I always think about flight checklists. It makes me think of the, the checklist manifesto book where they talk about, you know, if a surgeon doesn't follow a checklist, you know, people could die. So it's like checklists are so important. And I, I imagine doubly so in, a, in an industry like flight. Uh, talk to me about where that shows up for you and, and how it plays out. Yeah, sure. Aviation, as you know, must be one of the most regulated industries in the world. And it's all about following checklists and following procedures. And if you follow those checklists and procedures, and you, you tend to be a safe pilot, a pilot that's reckless, that doesn't do a before takeoff checklist because he thinks he knows the aircraft well, and then takes off with the wrong flap setting is likely to go and kill themselves. So obviously, the things that, you, that I've learned in the flight deck, I've tried to carry through. But I've seen a lot of similarities by using OmniFocus in this case with a checklist, something simple that I think most people can relate to, your annual tax return. It's something that takes a bit of time. You have to gather your expenses and that together and send them off to your accountant, whatever procedure you follow. But the reality is that procedure doesn't change much. Since I started using OmniFocus, that procedure, I refine it every year. But when it's time for my tax return, I basically pull out the tax return template from last year and I just go and copy the, the same thing for the current year. So I use checklists quite often. We use checklists on the podcast to make sure that everything is up and running. We, we run through like a before start checklist on the podcast. I don't think it's for everyone. I think when you're coming from that background and you're used to using templates and checklists, then it's highly useful. But I can see that that might just be a hindrance for some people that just want to dive right into it. From my personality point of view, I like to actually make sure everything is correct, everything's ready, and then go for it. One of the features that I, I really like with OmniFocus is the ability to actually go and review something, have a look, how did it work, and then uh, make it better for the next time. So I find a lot of value in it, but I would say that I've actually drawn a lot of that inspiration from the aviation industry. Brian, is there any part of your career thus far? I love the progressive nature of your career, and it sounds like it's all heading in, in a really great direction. But in the spirit of continuous learning, somebody that's a mile or two behind you and sees kind of the decisions you've made in regards to productivity or how to do your best work possible, is there anything that you've come across where you tried it out and it didn't necessarily work out the way that you had hoped or intended. And as advice for somebody who is possibly behind you in their career, you might say to them, you know, if you're thinking about it, just maybe go ahead and, and skip this slice of it all. Yeah, it's a good question. I'll revert back to my podcast now. The podcast that I started during the pandemic was, it was something that we decided to do and my best mate that I started it with, we said, right, why don't we do something that we use as like a learning tool? So we use it as a tool to learn something new. In other words, we knew nothing about media, we nothing about sound and video. But I had this idea and I had this thought that things were moving in that direction. You needed to be able to advertise. You needed to be able to know how certain software works and, and you needed to be able to communicate. So we thought, let's use this as a training tool. And we started this thing basically just on the Richard Branson sort of screw it, let's do it situation. Let, let's just try something. Let, let's make this work. Let's use it as a learning tool. And it was so successful from a self-development point of view. 
you know, the person that I am today is very different to who I was when the podcast started in 2019. And I kind of wish that I had done that more in my younger years. You know, it took me, I was 38 years old before we went and started the, the podcast. And it was the first real time that I had done something for myself with the intention of developing myself. And I kind of look back and I think, well, if I had more opportunity earlier on, I should have done more of those things. And since then, I've, I've started doing other things. I've started jujitsu and things like that based on the same thing. Let's learn a new skill. I know nothing about it, but let's see where it takes me. And I think there's so much value in that just by learning and never stop learning. So if I had a chance to do it again, I would do more things. I would take more risks, but do things with an end goal of let me just learn about this new thing. It might not be the answer you were looking for there, but that's what comes to mind anyway. That's perfect, Brian. That's where I'll leave it. And if folks are interested in connecting with you or listening to your podcast, how can they do that? Thanks, Andrew. Yeah, man, it's been a real privilege being here today. If you want to find me, easiest way, probably my website, brianrosevia.com. You'll find links there to the podcast. A weekly newsletter goes out as well. Otherwise, the Brian Air podcast, that's where we uh, chat every week. It's a weekly show. And yeah, either Brian Air or my website, you can find both there at brianrosevia.com. That's perfect, Brian. Thank you so much. Thanks so much, Andrew. Hey, and thank all of you for listening today too. You can find us on Mastodon at The Omni Show at omnigroup.com. You can also find out everything that's happening with The Omni Group at omnigroup.com slash blog. Mm-hmm.